Hey guys, welcome to Startups of the Week, Season 3. I'm Sophia Kanthara, and I'm here with Owen Thomas. Hey there. And Alex Wilhelm is not here with us this week as he's away. Boo. But this week, we'll tell you about a company that's bringing gas straight to your car, a company that finds data breaches, and a startup that, Owen, do you want to take this one? That is really fronting, Sophia. (laughs) That's all coming up on Startups of the Week. So first up this week, we have a startup called Filled, which is in the news because it just secured um, another round of funding, $15 million in its Series B. Um, And it it was led, actually, by uh, Parkland Gas, or Parkland Fuel Corporation. So Parkland Fuel is a Canadian company. They're based in Calgary, the oil patch of Canada. Mm -hmm. And I think, Sophia, what's really significant here is that a conventional fuel business is sort of endorsing filled. And that's spelled F-I-L-L-D, by the way, if you're Mm -hmm. trying to look it up. These mobile fueling businesses, they've been kind of controversial, right, Sophia? Yeah. So they have a little bit just because there hasn't been a lot of precedent for it in terms of local regulations when it comes to like, you know, it's some people could would consider it fire hazard possibly. So there are local Absolutely. resolutions for regulations for traditional gas stations, but this is completely different. And, you know, there are provisions for mobile fueling at like construction sites, uh, for fleets, et cetera. But, you know, again, regulators didn't really consider the possibility of a startup kind of delivering fuel on demand. The interesting thing, though, is what Phil has found is that regular routes and serving fleets uh, actually may be a better business. You can, however, as a consumer, if you're in a city which allows it, you can order uh, service for your car. Is that that's right, Sophia? That's correct. So right now, Field is in five metro areas, and some of those are fleet only. And actually, one of the metro areas is the Bay Area. But what's interesting is um, they do, like in San Francisco proper, they only do limited fleet service. They don't do consumer here. Right. And that's and by the way, you know, if you're saying, oh, this is like big bad regulators uh, cracking down on a promising startup, think about the crowded environment of San Francisco. Imagine a fuel delivery in the basement of an apartment building, basement, you know, or a garage, and there's not sufficient ventilation. I think there are real risks to this business, but they seem to be in a, a bit of a catch twenty two between the city and the state. Uh, Sophia, what did you find out when you dug into that? So I did, I called, you know, the fire department and I asked, you know, is there any, um, like, is this legal? Is it okay? And they said, like, right now they don't have anything. You'd have to ask the fire marshal, Cal Fire. And they said right now they don't have um, anything in their fire code currently. You'd have to ask the city because it's their jurisdiction. So the, so the state has deferred to the city and the city says we're waiting for the state to mm-hmm. issue a rule. And, we're, and I, I think that's got to be frustrating for a, a startup like this. What did, uh, what did Phil tell you about the situation? So I did ask them. And also, by the way, right now, the only other five metro areas that does both consumer and fleet is mm-hmm. Washington, D.C., though right, Vancouver does fleet filling, and they are now going to start rolling out consumer as well. So there are some cities that have kind of like gotten, uh, gotten at peace with this idea. Yes. They figured out how to regulate it. Yeah. Just not San Francisco for now. Yeah, just not San Francisco. So when I asked um, the CEO of, of Phil, you know, are you allowed to do it in San Francisco? He said like, well, he kind of dodged a question a little bit of like, why aren't you doing it here? He said, it just didn't make sense. Like we're right now, like as part of our growth plan, like we're just doing 
you know, we're trying to prioritize, like, you know, how we want to grow our company. So he dodged the question a little bit. Um, and, you know, they are, we've written about Filled before, um, and where the city has said, you know, they aren't going to start issuing these permits for mobile fueling services until the state can decide how exactly it will be regulated and enforced. Wow, that's, mm -hmm. you know, just a classic, uh, you know, a classic kind of regulatory catch-22. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, it, you know, again, I think the fact that a, you know, a big kind of conventional fuel company is endorsing them as part of this round is significant. Mm -hmm. um, so that makes Filled one to watch. Who else do we have this week? So up next, we have Meeting Bird, which is our deal of the week because it was recently acquired by Front. So what did Meeting Bird do? So Meeting Bird, they are a scheduling tool um, for, you know, calendars, meeting scheduling, that kind of thing. And Front works for, or is a, it's like an email kind of company where you can do shared inboxes for work email. Oh, that's so interesting. I just sat down with the CEO of Front, uh, a French entrepreneur named Mathilde Collin. She's really fascinating to talk to. Um, she actually picked up and moved the, uh, the company from France to San Francisco. Um, and, you know, it was quite, a, you know, quite a journey just to get here. Um, Front is one of these companies that is kind of not, not exactly trying to replace email, but really make it better. You know, this idea that you've got an email coming into the company and either, either it goes to a mailing list, so it blasts, you know, hundreds of people, or it goes into one person's inbox and that person has to like forward it and, you know, kind of deal with it. Um, Front gets away from that by creating a situation where you can kind of take an email and make it shareable and discuss it with your team, figure out how you want to reply, and then send that reply. Uh, it actually works on top of existing Google or Microsoft inboxes. So the fact that they're now getting into scheduling suggests that they're thinking more broadly about all the things you do uh, with, you know, with email. Um, Google and Microsoft, of course, have calendars tightly integrated with, uh, with their inboxes. My one question is, you know, why can't calendar startups ever seem to, ever seem to take off on their own? I can just think of so many, <laughs> at, you know, and they always get snatched up like this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Actually, you know, only a few weeks ago, I feel like we had a similar acquisition kind of thing where it was an email company that acquired a calendar company. I don't know, but this, you know, this could be like a talent acquisition because Meeting Bird, according to Crunchbase, only had one to 10 employees. Mm -hmm. um, so not very many people and um, fairly young company and the amount that they were purchased for wasn't disclosed. So Yeah. And the thing is, uh, Front is also a private company. So they do have, um, you know, they have raised some money. They do have the kind of private company equity, which is often attractive because people figure in, in you know, you know, if Front in turn is acquired or, you know, eventually goes public, that private, you know, that private company equity could appreciate a lot. So um, always a good sign, I think, to to see a startup pick up smaller startups. Um, it suggests that Front may be gaining some momentum. Mm -hmm. So I think we should bookmark this company as one to watch. Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the other company that's trending this week? So our last company for this week is UpGuard, which is a cybersecurity company 
Um, they basically help businesses look for both internal and external risks. Mm-hmm. Um, so the products they sell, um, and when I was talking to their co-CEO this week, he was saying, you know, we're different because a lot of cybersecurity companies look for just internal risks or just external, but mm-hmm. they do both. But also another thing that they do is that they do kind of just research also to look for data breaches and leaks. Mm. Um, and they, this week, have been in the news because they identified one. Um, they found that um, the internet prov- an internet provider had left the box o- or it's storage system on Amazon basically yeah basically um, that they- open and and this is really it's shockingly common Sophia to for companies that use Amazon web services so Amazon lets rents out its data centers you know Amazon has this fantastic infrastructure that they let other companies make use of but you have to use it in the correct way Amazon doesn't by default, make sure that you are applying all of the security mm-hmm. features that it offers correctly. Um, so, you know, I think as businesses are moving to the cloud, they have to think about security a little differently. Mm-hmm. And if um, if UpGuard can kind of watch out and say, hey, your Amazon configuration or your Google you know, Google Cloud or your Microsoft Azure configuration isn't, you know, isn't that smart? You could be vulnerable. Um, I think that's a that's a big help. Yeah, and so this like um, that's not he was telling me it's not like an, an actual like product that they sell, but it's just something that they do is to look for these data breaches and leaks, mm-hmm. so then they can that you know businesses can you know mitigate risk knowing that you know that's out there. And and companies have so many systems now. Some are internal, some are external. With the cloud, it it all becomes a little blurry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what even is internal or, or external? Um, so I think this this company sounds like it's got a smart approach to modern security. Absolutely. And those are the three that we got for this week. This is a short episode because, you know, we're missing Alex. Alex, where are you? Come back. <laughs> if you're listening at home, don't worry. He will be back next week. Thanks for listening to Startups of the Week. Startups of the Week is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like the show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow us on Twitter at Tech Chronicle and support Startups of the Week and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Subscribe.